0: Along with Matt Morgan, Glenn Rubenstein is not here today or tomorrow, uh, but he will be joining us this week uh, after Takeover and after SummerSlam. It is the post-raw edition of the Wrestling Game Podcast. It's Monday, August 5th. Matt, how are you doing tonight? <sighs> <sighs> That's how I'm doing tonight. Did this get you <laughs> excited
1: for SummerSlam <laughs> last week?
0: Yeah, no, I, I tweeted that earlier. I felt like very little. Uh, got me more excited for SummerSlam uh than i was yesterday and this was a go-home show
1: they would be in a world of hurting if they
0: were still relying on pay-per-view i feel yeah yeah i do feel like the goldberg thing helps a little but oh yeah that's it i mean but what
1: what intrigues you to it is it just that that it's goldberg (laughs) gonna be bad what what intrigued
0: you i i mean i think uh, it, it, I mean, I think Goldberg wants to make up for that match he had with the Undertaker, and to do that, it can't be a thirty-second squash. Then I think it's it can't be a long match either. But I think probably go five to seven minutes, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, get your power moves in. Get Dolph. Uh, you know, get allow him to get some of his stuff in. He's and then
1: got them. The- Best opponent. If I could have picked an opponent to pull a match out of him, I, I honestly Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler would be my two choices as far as just amazing workhorses that can work with anyone and make them look great.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I know Goldberg gets a lot of crap for the the match with Taker. He was concussed <laughs> was really was early. Concussed. In Hello, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and yeah, and the fans were hot for it. I mean, he was like him and Becky Lynch were like the only people they were hot for all night. Even Shawn Michaels, they weren't that hot for. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we'll. Uh, so the show started. Um, they had a "We Stand You" message on the big screen with outlines of Texas and Ohio, uh, paying tributes to the victims of the shootings this past week in El Paso and Dayton, uh, and uh, they did a ten bell salute. So that, that was uh, very classy. and, and I did
1: that tonight before my city commission meeting, right? It was, like, sort of the deepest, most sincere condolences. And I talked a little bit about it, right? Mm-hmm. And after my meeting was over, one of the residents walked up to me and said, you know, hey, you missed one of the shootings. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, there's one in Mississippi as well. And I was like, really? I, how did, I watched all the
0: news on this. I guess I missed it. I was like, that's even worse if that's the case. That was, that was a few days ago, though, right? Before the weekend? I don't know. If yeah, I
1: was talking about the forty eight hours, you know, where we got hit hard Dayton and you know, El Paso. But yeah, I was I was like, well, how did I miss that on the news cycle though? You know, I watch it all the time. But I was wondering if you heard of it.
0: Yeah, I I thought there was another Walmart shooting somewhere else. Um wow. like last yeah. week during the week. Um But they're, that,
1: they're great with this to transition it back. They're very good with these types of things.
0: Yeah, and our you know, thoughts with everyone in those areas and everyone affected. Um so scary. Yeah, it's, it's frightening. Um, but that's a dis- that's I could go on forever about that That's a discussion for another day. But, yeah. Um, but from there, we went to Samoa Joe, standing on top of the announce table, yelling at Michael Cole, Corey Graves. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you didn't watch the show, you heard that. That's.
0: Just- <laughs> so real quick, uh, some people in the comments are pointing out that there was one in Gilroy last week, too. You're saying that this lady mm-hmm. said Mississippi? Yeah. Maybe they might maybe she met Gilroy because Gilroy there was that one last weekend at the garlic festival. Okay. Uh, okay. but anyway, uh we tried Yeah. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Joe is upset. Uh being he's upset about being blamed for the mystery attack on Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think it's serious like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it, it it seems a little unlike him that he'd be upset about being accused for something like that, but um,
1: no, he's always upset. That's the best part. <laughs> Joe's always
0: pissed. He's always
1: angry, especially TNA Joe. But he's he, always yelling. He,
0: <laughs> he was almost a quasi babyface by the end of the show. But yeah, he uh, he demanded that Michael Cole show that footage again to <laughs> determine the truth. They showed the video package of that attack. I, you know what? I thought that attack looked. Like garbage last week but uh, tonight's was a lot more well done yeah
1: that was weird yeah yeah uh
0: so anyways joe threatens down to you know to threatens to shut down the show and then (laughs) becky lynch's music hits and so i guess he's he can't if if her music hits so that was the end of that (laughs) (laughs) um didn't
1: you know if you disagree with somebody, the new gimmick now is just have your music entrance just say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's all this time. That's all they had to do. Go to your restaurant. Uh, as you have the cash register, paying, it out. It's like 32 bucks or something like that. And you're like, no, I don't feel like paying for this. Babe, hit my music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went to the first match of the night. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus Natalya and Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus's first match on Raw Forever.
1: This was cool. I was excited for this. I'll, I'll admit it.
0: Yeah, and Trish never actually got in the ring, right? She. Uh, what, what is, I don't believe. Was something wrong with her? No, I think that it seemed to me like they're trying to save her in-ring which, action for SummerSlam.
1: Which is cool. That makes sense. That's how old school booking is
0: usually done. Right, yes. And yeah, exactly. I mean... Part of the whole thing that's special about this match is Trish wrestling for the first time in a long time uh, yeah. since the Royal Rumble uh, last or since evolution. But um, yeah, so we had uh, Becky and Charlotte basically not getting along. Um, finally, Charlotte left Becky to hang. Uh, Natalia puts Becky in the sharpshooter uh, and basically would not like Becky hit the ropes. Natalya would not let it go, put her back in the ring, and uh, it got DQ'd. So the match ends in a DQ, and Natalya kept the hold on Becky.
1: Okay, the part with Charlotte leaving was smart, because Becky was booked in a very tough situation. She's going against a tag team with Natty, who you could still say both girls were 50-50, right? You could see people, yeah, as far as who the babyface of the two were, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, but having Trish Stratus on her team, front loader as baby face though, right you know what i mean big time so how the hell do you get yourselves out of that you know you try your best by having charlotte bounce on her and build sympathy for becky i guess
0: yeah and then by right. the end natalia was acting heelish after the match uh, natalia yeah. uh stared trish down which is the ultimate heel move right that was good that was good that was <laughs> definitive people
1: was definitive
0: yeah you so know. after the match trish checked on becky so, yeah, that was that. I thought uh, I thought this segment was pretty good. I, I like this really stuff. Well next.
1: done. That was yeah. really well done. It's, it just transpired because going into it, I'm like, oh no, they're going to make Becky look like a heel here kind of sort of. How are they going to, you know what I mean? Right. But, uh, Natalia, that was smart. That was, this was actually really good booking, really good writing on this, I thought.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, up next, we had uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. They showed the clip last week of Andrade trying to take off Rey Mysterio's mask. Um so this one I thought was really good. And again, um a really good match, but neither of these two are booked on SummerSlam. Um but I don't you guys
1: all love this. You guys and the guys on my Twitter feed, a lot of many fans, more fans, I'm left out on this, I'll admit it. I'm not seeing it. I don't know why I don't connect with these two. As Mysterio? With I know it sounds crazy a whole thing, <laughs> yeah, friend. But Mysterio versus Andrade, I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. That particular matchup. Everyone else has been dying for it. They love that matchup. They wanted to see more of it. I remember. And uh, we gave it to it. They gave it to him. I was just like, nah, I could fast forward this match if I could.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the problems with this feud is that they've given this match a lot on free TV. You know, they haven't had, and, and they've cut it short. Like when you, you, can it looks like they bunches. What's that? Didn't
1: they give this away on SmackDown? Once oh, you? yeah, a
0: bunch of times. There was that time when they were wrestling like every week for a while. And uh, Andrade was winning at at the beginning, and then then they started going back and forth, and it looked like they were going to have a match at WrestleMania, and that was completely dropped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, at the end of this match, we saw Zelina Vega uh, do the distraction. Uh, Andrade took advantage, hit the double underhook for the pin to get the win. And he celebrated after the end of the match. So, yeah, this was uh, a lot of people thought this they might have a stipulation with these two at SummerSlam. But SummerSlam has already got, like, 11 matches. Yeah. Uh, probably going to have a couple more added. So, I mean, yeah, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan hasn't even been official. So, that would be 12. So, you don't need more on this card. No. Um, so, <sighs> all right. Good match, though. That was a good match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Up next, uh, we had Maria and Mike Canellis at her OBGYN appointment. So um, this OBGYN office. They don't even try anymore. It's just like they have <laughs> curtains on the side you know, for the wall. They just had curtains over there. Uh, it's clear it's part of the, the arena. They didn't even uh, shoot this somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, they had her uh, and him waiting for the doctor in the appointment. Turned out the doctor was a referee, and Mike covered her to get the pin, regain the title. Uh, As he was leaving, R-Truth is in the waiting room dressed up. Um, And you can guess what happens. R-Truth beats him and regains the title. So
1: we were just a tad bit wrong. Just a tad, just a shade. We called this was going to happen. That they were going to be. We said before this was going in this direction. They're going to be. They're going to end up at the OBGYN. And except we thought that uh, was his name. Was gonna Our truth her, would be uh, that with the doctor, and he would pin her. Pin her. You know, it would have been hilarious and so more emasculating for poor Mike if she made him get in the stirrups. <laughs> <laughs> get, up get up! You want the title? Get up, there. You know what I mean? And <laughs> big dog him again. I, think, I feel bad for him, but it is funny stuff.
0: I mean, that, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this twenty four seven stuff is. I know "jump the shark" is "jump the shark," but this uh, this thing, I think, is it's no longer. I, I didn't I find this funny at all.
1: Hey man, you need to help me here because I use that phrase a lot. Has "jump the shark" officially jumped the shark?
0: I don't know if like kids still use it nowadays. Oh, please Maybe tell it's me just us. Know. I think it's I just us it. old folk. I use it way too much, then. I oh, you too. need to tell me this stuff, dude. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah. I don't hear the the yeah, I Like my dad and stuff, and saying,
1: you know, it looks. What does he say? Wait, well, not not cool. What was his word? My dad just this ridiculous word every Christmas. If I open something that's not really exciting, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Socks.
0: Yeah, that was radical. Yeah, he, he's he's <laughs> something like that. Oh God, that was like ten years ago. Stop. <laughs> um, backstage, Charlie Caruso was backstage, Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky said she wasn't worried about Natalia having home advantage in her country at SummerSlam. Uh, she said she's been dragging <laughs> Canada down for her whole career. And uh, she says that she's the one thing that Natalia's career needs. And she will give Natalia's people a new hero on Sunday. Um, Natalia, they, she did a promo, said that there's going to be a big celebration in, in Canada on Sunday. And. Uh, Natalia says Becky can break her arm at Summerslam, but she still won't tap out. I thought good stuff from both of them. Becky had a killer promo over the weekend that they didn't that they didn't show she us. Did. Yeah, you should see it. It's on. Uh, it's like on social media. Yeah, but uh, it was one of Becky's best promos in a long time. Uh, she's talking about how. She was friends with Natalia, and she, you know, Natalia visited her in the hospital after the Night Jack stuff. And then she found out she was training Ronda Rousey behind her back, and how she was a snake in the grass, and all this stuff, like really tying in, like stuff that would really upset people in real life. Wanted her
1: to talk about.
0: Yeah. Um. So out, up, up next, Brock Lesnar, WWE Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar, with Paul Heyman, uh, pretty much the same stuff with with Heyman that we see every week.
1: I he's hate, I hate the universal champion. By the way, I hate
0: it. What's up?
1: I hate that he's the universal champion.
0: <laughs> so much. It's just it's just so, so redundant. It is. It, it's
1: nothing I can I'm saying that about Brock Lesnar, but it's boring to me.
0: Yeah. And I, and I'm a big Brock fan, but just doing the yeah. same thing week in and week out, uh not having Brock say anything. And I'm not convinced that Brock has something in his contract that doesn't allow him to wrestle for more than ten minutes because he hasn't wrestled for more than ten minutes in years.
1: Probably does. <laughs> he probably does. He's one of the sweetest deals I've ever seen in WWE as far as doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants, throwing titles at Vince. McMahon's right? Face. <laughs> <And then laughs> back again for more money. Yeah. I've I mean, seen I... it owned more than by him. Shawn Michaels to understand. It. We used to own the crap out of Vince in that company over the years. Yeah. But I would. Like, come on, Brock. You got to put him right up there.
0: Yeah, I know absolutely. And if anyone in the chat can think of a match where Brock wrestled for more than 10 minutes uh, in the last few years. there was that SummerSlam was uh, just... four-way match with like Roman and Samoa Joe, but he got yeah. stretchered out yeah. during that. so he. Yeah. Like, right like... yeah. So um, anyway, uh, you know Brock is a character I think I'm a fan, but this has gotten old. Uh, and this it just this just got worse. Um, Seth comes down with the chair. Uh, Lesnar laughs at him, ends up, t- you know, he g- <laughs> Rollins comes in limping, uh, just acting like he he got out of a.
1: Spirit of 76. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Lesnar basically took Rollins' chair from him, beat the crap out of him, uh, just toyed with him, F5'd him a bunch of times.
1: This is where they need to be. How do they not
0: see the burial of this? How do they not see, okay, one guy looks like
1: a man and the other one looks like a little boy? And the little boys walk into the ring with a equalizer, a chair. Everyone knows when someone hits a ring with a chair? Even if it's swaggle, I powder, he has a chair. He's going to hurt me with it. Do you know what I mean? It's, a, it's an equalizer of, of any standards, of any height, you know what I mean, any size differential, the chair is the equalizer. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they continue to emasculate these younger guys versus Brock, no matter who the hell they are, except for maybe Braun. No, Braun did the job too, remember? Like two seconds. The right. They just keep emasculating these guys and, and lessening the, them and making them look like wusses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, when you bring a chair, yeah, like to your point, that means at least you should be going 50-50 until the you know the other guy uses an underhanded tactic or something. Yeah, but you don't introduce the chair, your weapon, and then you can still get your ass kicked.
1: Seriously, it's the dude who pulls a gun or a knife in, in the middle of a fight, and the dude still beats his ass with it. You're like, damn,
0: that guy's tough. Right, you know what I mean. The other guy
1: sucks, and that's the situation here.
0: <laughs> it, it gets worse. Um, Rollins then cut this promo, just sounded like, uh, like the whiniest, uh, just the whiniest wuss you've ever heard. Uh, he talks about it how he's like, I don't know if it's all worth it. Uh, this is all he's ever wanted. He starts getting the what chant. Fans are booing him. Uh, they really did a number on Rollins here. And then uh, after all that, he goes, Oh, by the way, I guarantee I'll win at SummerSlam. So, uh, well, uh, squeak, squeak, Smigee. Well,
1: listen, Squeaky was crazy over at one point. I, I, the, how did they manage to do this? How do they, more importantly, don't see that or hear the fan reaction? More importantly, I know we're not the only podcast I guarantee you is crapping on this segment right now or <laughs> throughout the week, right? Yeah. So, Eventually, they have to hear, see this, whatever, or listen listen to the fans. That's their best gauge. And continue to ignore it and go, well, wait a minute. We had a guy that was kind of almost, I would say, not white hot necessarily, but he was kind of getting there. And you've ruined it. This is like the moral of the story every single week. They get guys and girls that are, especially in today's generation, I would argue it's so hard to get over to that level that Becky got over. And they just managed to find a way to, to lessen it. It's like they go out of the way. How do you write this tonight? They go, on paper, it says, Seth Rollins comes to the ring. Mind you, he's supposed to be our number one baby base. So we're supposed to be pushing to the moon and be the other owner of this company. P.S. Um, yes, he's walking to the ring with a weapon, and he's still going to get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. Who wrote that? And who thought this was a great idea? I don't understand it.
0: And then don't forget the whiny promo at the end. Oh, and then the beater (laughs) promo afterwards, which I'm sure they didn't imagine
1: him cutting in a bad way. He just ended up cutting in a bad bad promo.
0: Yeah. I I have a feeling. Oh, man. They've they've done a lot of damage to him. I bet you he's going to be booed pretty heavily against Lesnar (laughs) this Sunday.
1: It's a shame because he's got it. I think he's got it all. I really do. Out of all the guys on that roster, uh, uh, Drew, him, um, some others, but – his promos were starting to be a little bit better, if you remember. They weren't terrible. He wasn't being squeaky, right? You know what I mean. He wasn't being co- not, when I say squeaky, I mean complainer. You know what I mean, right? to be complaining sounding like a whiner. Yeah. He's a badass athlete, and he was being booked as one. And then now this crap. It started with Becky.
0: That's when yep. it started. That's when it started oh. declining fast for um, both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least Becky's starting to get some of it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Seth, uh, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, nice. he, he, he almost needs a heel turn at, at you know soon because he's losing any edge that he had.
1: In his matches, he wrestles not to like go
0: with his tweet he made a few weeks back or whatever.
1: But he's right in that regard. He doesn't phone it in as heavyweight champion. He doesn't give it like Hulk Hogan a B and C match. He gives his A plus effort every single match, like it's a pay per view performance, and he does it even on house shows. Like, that's hard to keep up with doing, not getting hurt. Yeah. Um, and this is what you rate for him? You don't do that to a guy that busts his ass like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they really need to turn him heel. And I've, I hate saying that all the time, but WWE, they just yeah. don't know how to book strong baby faces.
1: Give us something else to say.
0: Please.
1: Right. I'm begging you guys, give us something else to say. I feel like we just start lying. We just start lying in the fans. Yeah. I changed the show just so I was saying that was awesome. Seth Rollins is, is great
0: tonight. It just, yeah, just do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, all right. So backstage, Charlie Caruso with uh, Kurt Angle there in Pittsburgh tonight, his hometown. Uh, he got a good pop. And then the Street Profits came in, um, gave him some milk. Uh, Angle said how he t- promised his wife he wouldn't do anything crazy. And so he agreed to just one cup of milk um yeah uh he's one of the biggest stars in the wrestling industry <laughs> this is what they have him doing but then drew showed up uh he basically intimidated everyone said he comes in peace but he wants to make sure that angle calls his upcoming match with cedric alexander down the middle because of their past and basically said if he doesn't he's going to crack his skull open so Thanks, drew. I mean,
1: okay, again, whoever, you write this part of the show, right? And it comes up, and you're writing pen to paper, Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, front cover of the Wheaties box, multiple champion, Hall of Famer, the man is a freaking cyborg, right, with the best of all time, hands down. And you have an opportunity to give the Street Profits a rub with it, and this is the shit you write. (laughs) This It makes me almost, no, almost, it does. It makes me angry. <laughs> for both Kurt and those two kids, yeah, that's the rub you give them. Come on,
0: yeah. I think the first couple of weeks you see the street profits. You can see they're cool guys. You know, you can see that they're they're cool. And every week they kind of make them seem less and less cool. And, yes, yeah. yes.
1: This is the moral of the story. They are a walking decrescendo. <laughs> they're pumping <laughs> in every which way possible for baby faces.
0: Yeah. So that was that uh, <laughs> Went to. there's there a lot of people on the show tonight that aren't even on the SummerSlam card and they're probably not going to be like up next, the Viking that, you Raiders don't, you don't think that's smart for a go-home edition? for me <laughs> right. <laughs> right. this guy you're not going to see this weekend right. Yeah. Uh, so next we had the Viking Raiders against two, uh, two enhancement talents Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham Um, you know, the usual squash match Viking Raiders dominated, hit the Viking experience double team to get the pin and the win. Crowd was silent again, okay. Um, They are,
1: they have, but I still feel they need to keep racking these wins up because of the abuse they took when they first started in this company with their names. I do, I do, I know they're meaningless, they're not getting over, but they're gonna eventually be able to point back like they've been on a winning streak, they've been on a tear here in WWE, they've been undefeated in the last eight weeks, whatever have you. They kind of can hit the reset button, in my opinion, because we keep saying wins do matter here. Even though they're two local drivers or enhancement, who cares? They're wins. They're not losing. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think they should have been on tonight because they're not on this
0: weekend. Yeah. Usually, though, you see, like, like when Braun, when they did this, like, week after week when he's doing the squashes, he's, get, he's starting to get over, like, the crowds are starting oh, to get yeah. into him. That was Braun. And that was Nia. Yeah. Right. But with Viking Raiders, you're not seeing that at all. I, I just wonder if the, the, the garb is just too silly for fans to consider that. Very badass. well. I think it is, but I, I, I just assume I'm alone in that. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, well, let's talk about this for a little bit. This next thing, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Harley Race passed away at the age of 76 this past Thursday. Uh, they aired a nice tribute package for Harley. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, WWE, th- their production on these is, is just top notch. I thought it was a great tribute. Um, Classic. your thoughts on Harley and, and his passing?
1: Um, just so. Amazingly humble guy. He's at more shows than he's not. I swear to God. Even when I was working there, he's like just randomly backstage, sitting in a chair, um, like in so many different arenas. I'm not just talking about when we were in Kansas, Kansas City, you know, but like literally in all different parts, like where you wouldn't think Carly Rae would be, just hanging out there, backstage. Not a house shows, always TV, but i'm like holy shit what's it? he's just hanging he's hanging out there i'm gonna go talk to him you know and um just super super humble super nice he'll watch your stuff if you asked him to um i'll tell you it's the shits too if it was <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um but so respected obviously by so many and the wwf fans didn't really if you only watched wwf as a little kid you really didn't get a good feel for who why he was so well regarded and why he was so people talk so highly of him. Um different wrestling bodies were back in the NWA and AWA. He didn't have to be overly muscular and jack like WWF New York he did. It was based on your wrestling ability more than anything. And Harley Race had it in speed, And therefore that's why he was so over. King at WWF, it was King Harley Ray. He never was anything close in my opinion. To how over he was when he was with uh, NWA.
0: Well, even now, when you look at pictures of him in the NWA, he just had a badass look. But when he has the robe and the crown, you know, it's just hard to Hard to have that gritty badass look that he had, and for yeah. so for me, to your point, um, I was a WWF fan when I started, and I started in '87, and I remember watching Harley Race versus Hulk Hogan on Saturday Night's main event in '88, and I'm like, I just don't get it, him uh-huh, being right. a threat to Hulk. Same thing, same as I thought. Was I'm worry
1: about this? Hulk's gonna kill him.
0: Right? Yeah, and yeah. and they had a competitive match. Harley went through the table, actually legit got injured in that match, and that his, his WWF run was uh, pretty much. Over after that, he had one match with Haku at the Royal Rumble. After that, to regain the crown uh, about that he about lost, the badasses. right? <laughs> <Wow. Those laughs> Harley races versus the Haku. Battle. I got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Now that was actually a good, a good match. Oh. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until like the years I start later that I started learning like what a badass he was. And
1: you go back in time and watch the matches back, and the big like, wow, holy crap!
0: Yeah, you watch his stuff with Flair. I'm gonna put over Flair. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the ones, (laughs) he was probably the only guy I was intimidated, uh, interviewing ahead of time. And when I actually interviewed him during the interview, he was great. Um, I could tell you didn't want to break kayfabe too much. Uh, You know, I asked him about the Hulk Hogan gun story (laughs) and I asked him about,
1: oh, I would have asked him that. That's a good question.
0: Yeah. And I asked him about Vince, uh, trying to pay him off at Starcade 83 to no show the event. And, you know, he gave very, uh, very polite answers. I never heard that about Starcade. Was that true? Yeah. Yeah. It was true, and Harley basically with Hogan too. He didn't. uh, He basically confirmed it, but didn't go into detail. He was just like, "Well, Hogan, you know." That's so gangster. (laughs) Yeah, it is. is. And so we were going to do a little flashback article, looking back at that interview. Uh, So that's going to be up on the site tomorrow. But yeah, were you okay? So
1: you said you were what nervous or intimidated?
0: Yeah, just going in. Just uh, and he's (laughs) the only one ever. But Um, I guarantee you, you weren't scared. He's
1: going to beat you up. No, no, no. You didn't want him to, like, to feel like you were going to disrespect him or something like that,
0: right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that I, I wasn't asking like uh, softball questions or, you know, him being like, listen to this, Mark, you know, because he's yes. got that rep as a complete badass. and Yes, I know what you mean. You know, don't want to sound like a, a nerdy wrestling yeah. site owner. So. Yes. But um, yeah, one of the, uh, the greatest. Uh, and I think a lot of people became wrestling fans a little after his heyday. So it, I thought they did a great job in that video tonight. Um, up next, Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Um, this was, yeah, it was kind of nothing. Uh, Drew just kind of kicked the crap out of Cedric outside the ring, uh, beat him down the ramp to the ringside area as Kurt Angle was watching from the ring. Uh Kept attacking, so they started fighting in the stands, and then Angle was in the ring alone. Lights go out, start flashing, and we see the Fiend, who attacked Angle, and uh, put him in the Mandible Claw. And That was cool. Them. I thought yeah. that was cool. So, Bray Wyatt, a couple weeks ago, thanked Mick Foley after Raw reunion. So, I think part of that reason is he's probably got permission to use the Mandible Claw.
1: Awesome. It Man- works, for
0: yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't. Re- Again, we got SummerSlam. This is the go home show. They didn't do they did like a graphic. I don't even think they did a graphic for Finn versus Bray. If, if they did, I missed it, but it was it's very <laughs> under the radar.
1: It is. And, and you know, the other thing is that people are going to say, well, wait a minute. You're getting Kevin Owens. You're doing the stunner. This is not the same thing to me. I don't know why it's yeah. not. I'm just telling you what I watch and what it makes me feel immediately. I share it with you guys. I don't BS you that have watched this show. And I didn't get that. I, I never once go, who's Corpion? Was like damn you know what that fits that is a shoe that fits perfectly right but and, it felt
0: like... yeah and and the thing with the stunner like ember moon kind of does the stunner and it looks badass because she puts her own spin on it and you Ooh, know
1: ever i think that's the hardest finisher on the
0: planet yeah I can oh, owens just just looks terrible i'm a God. big owens fan um up next we have the oc versus the new day uh they noted that kofi kingston was out with championship obligations uh
1: time out what's bigger the championship obligation champion obligations of being at the damn show
0: well (laughs) so originally they had a house show schedule for tonight
1: did they say that
0: no they didn't because they had they canceled the whole weekend so they canceled Saturday, Sunday, and Monday all the SmackDown Live events this weekend because of poor I ticket sales. Don't think. Wow, that's terrible. Oh, wow, that's terrible. I've but never it, seen that before. For wow. a whole weekend
1: has that ever happened?
0: I don't. I can't remember it ever happening with WWE. Um, yeah. I mean, I they've canceled. They've done all these cancellations this uh, this winter because it's Saudi Arabia show, which is now that's going to be on Halloween that Thursday. Uh, October 31st, the Crown Jewel back? 2, they're going back in Riyadh.
1: Feels like they've been there 50 times already. What do you mean, yeah. Crown Jewel 2?
0: Well, this is the fourth event in Saudi Arabia, but the second one that's called Crown Jewel. Uh, okay. um, um, but yeah, so they're going to be there Thursday, SmackDown's Friday. I don't, I don't know if they have enough time to get there in time or if they'll just do an all-women show on SmackDown or just split crews, but we'll see. And um, the week before that, also, that, that's going to be the one week that uh, SmackDown's preempted on Fox because of the World Series with Game 3.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so back to this, the uh, OC versus New Day ended quickly when AJ uh, interfered. They're beating up the New Day, and out came Ricochet, which, as we see it every week, leads to a six-man tag. Um, and Anderson Gallows hit the Magic Killer on Woods to get the win, so... <laughs>
1: All right. Would you be mad at them if, instead if they said, you know, the, Ricochet makes the save, crowd pops, he just makes the save, the heel, they don't, the, he doesn't get, get a chance to get his hands on the heel, the heel's powder. They put off the six-man until, let's say, next week was not summertime, and it was Monday Night Raw instead. Wouldn't you rather it be that that would be the six-man next week versus getting it all in tonight?
0: Absolutely. Because again, the OC versus uh, the New Day, they're not on the card. You know, it's AJ and Ricochet. And you showed that one, yeah. you, you showed Ricochet clearing the ring of AJ. And that I felt like yeah. was enough for this week.
1: Too much. There's no reason to show that. Don't even show, don't even let them touch, especially trying to sell AJ versus Ricochet. Let them make the save. The save enough is not the physicality. The save is hitting the ring and people being scared of you getting the hell out of there. Right party. It makes you look like a bigger badass than you really are. You don't even have to be physical with your opponent that you got coming up at the pay-per-view. Huh? Make us pay to watch you guys I mean we've seen them enough. See that's the downside, you know? <laughs> we have already
0: Yeah. But have them cut a couple promos. At least have AJ cut a promo. Uh maybe Ricochet say a few lines but yeah, yeah keep it short and sweet. But yeah, just really hit home that they're wrestling this Sunday.
1: Yeah. You're right. They didn't I didn't get that. Yeah.
0: Um, so back,
1: oh, go ahead. Uh, no, especially the Finn Balor match. I didn't get any of
0: that. Right. I mean, I had to go. I had to go back during the show and like check the SummerSlam card to see what was happening because I just felt like they weren't they weren't hitting yeah. it hard for what's supposed to be one of their biggest events of the year. Um, so we saw Samoa Joe backstage talking to a staff uh, staffer. A staffer <laughs> said that uh, Reigns was on his way. He's almost there. So Joe goes to the back. He's waiting for Reigns. Um, they cut to a commercial comeback, and Joe is there calling out Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns comes in a car. He starts to get out of his car to to go to Joe, and then all of a sudden they do the camera cuts, and then a car nails Reigns' car. Uh, <laughs> camera cuts, similar to the boxes falling on them last week, but this, I thought, looked a lot better. Yeah. they did. Um, Much better. And it was a cool little touch where they had uh, Samoa Joe acting concerned. like, and, and not overly concerned, but still maintaining, you know, his badassery. But, uh, you know... While, look, com-
1: while just witnessing a vehic-
0: vehicular uh,
1: homicide, yes.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we came back from break, and you saw Triple H had went in to check on Reigns. And Samoa Joe was asking for security and a medic. Um, and Reigns is clutching his shoulder, so... Uh, This is leading to Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I was saying, since this this is Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, they should have had uh, a Prius nail the car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't just seem a little outside of Daniel Bryan's
0: wheelhouse, though. And not just that. This is the biggest, you know, this is the most watched show, Raw, of the week. The week before your pay-per-view, and you still haven't set this match up. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Daniel Bryan at all.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they'll probably do it on SmackDown, but you haven't set up one of your big matches on the card days before the show. Um, this
1: cheek getting Daniel Bryan on your show too, and you
0: you don't take it. Yeah, I think you know what something like this. It's almost like you do it over a few months. Like not every week Roman's getting attacked, but every every few weeks he's just got this mystery attacker that's after him. And then on the Fox debut, you it, you have the reveal. There
1: you go.
0: But they're not doing that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, oh, man, this next match, it, like, it went forever. The Fatal 4-Way Elimination match for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. They had a lot of really talented people, uh, a lot of really talented uh, women in this match with the Kabuki Warriors against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics. The problem is they made these tag titles just mean absolutely yeah. nothing for four months. Unfortunately. So, uh, the first yeah, fall.
1: I still feel the Kabuki words is a very bad Like, it makes me uncomfortable almost now. <laughs> like, I feel like something's wrong here. They should not be calling
0: them that. Right. Like, without getting in there. Five follow-up. years from now, someone's going to find me saying yeah, those yeah. words on here. Your... I mean, I'm <laughs> calling calling me? From now.
1: like That's what <laughs> it feels like to me. It feels like it's wrong. Like, they should be calling them that. I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry to
0: all right. Um, so anyway, they, they had the Iconics looking strong, so it was pretty obvious that they were probably going to be the first ones out. Um, and they were. So Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville eliminated the Iconics. Uh, so we were guaranteed new champs. Uh, the next fall, uh, we had the Asuka and Kyrie Sane <laughs> eliminating uh, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So you, you pretty much knew then that Alexa Bliss and, and Nikki Cross were winning. Just, it was by the numbers booking. And that's what happened. Nikki Cross uh, and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss hit Twisted Bliss on Kyrie Sane and covered her for the win. And they won the tag team titles. So, new women's ta- WWE Women's Tag Team Champions.
1: They love Alexa Bliss. Yeah. She, she keeps winning titles.
0: Yeah. And she's in title matches all the time. And I... It's interesting because she's been injured a lot. And a lot of times when you're injured a lot, they don't keep putting you, you in those back. situations.
1: Yeah, they don't.
0: Yeah. Uh, they really yeah, do. Nikki
1: Cross, though, because I assure you, Nikki Cross, five months ago, you could not, I couldn't have you know, ever predicted she'd be a champion there.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't looking good for her there for a while. All right. So, um, yeah, finally we had a special edition of Miz TV. Miz uh, comes out. He says to make sure that the contract is signed. He brings out Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn came out, you know, a nice pop, but it, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, then Dolph Ziggler came out, talked about how he's the legend in the ring, and uh, he'll finally get <laughs> his credit when he beats The Miz at SummerSlam. Um, so Ziggler signs the contract. Then Miz says he can't wait to get his hands on Ziggler next week on Raw. Ziggler's looking confused, and I thought Ziggler did a really good job here. But yeah, um, he did. Yeah. So Miz said he didn't read the fine print. They're not wrestling at SummerSlam, but Ziggler's facing somebody else. Uh, Ziggler starts looking at Shawn Michaels, and they kind of tease that it might be Michaels. And the crowd wasn't going crazy I, for that.
1: They did though. Huh? I wish they did go crazy because that's a matchup. Just um, what's the word? As far as work goes, I really would have liked to have seen.
0: It. Yeah. Um, Similar bump and theaters and whatnot. Right, and then uh, Sean said it wasn't him, and enough people, you know, read on sites like ours. I think it was uh, the Observer first reported that it's going to be Goldberg, and fans started chanting Goldberg. And then Goldberg's music came out. He came out to a huge pop. Uh, entered the ring. Ziggler hit the floor. Uh, Ziggler signed. I mean, Goldberg signed the contract and took the mic. Said, "Ziggler, guess what? You're next." Um, Ziggler's story of fit gets hit on the outside of the ring by Shawn Michaels with super uh, with the super kick and Sweet that chin. was it. Sweet chin music. Sweet chin music, right. Um, but yeah, that was the end of it. I thought that was uh, it was effective. I know a lot of people on the internet are upset with it, but I think it's uh, What did want the
1: internet? Want?
0: That Goldberg's wrestling dolph. That Goldberg's wrestling again, that Goldberg's getting a slot on ah. the card, you okay. know, that stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's kind of a hollow win when you think about it. I mean, no disrespect to Goldberg, but if you're WWE, what the hell do you care about how he feels about his last match? When that's not what you're in business for, to be doing right now. You're in business to be taking your talents that you have currently on that roster and making them better, making them bigger stars, and making money off them. So if Dolph goes over, hell, I'll be proven wrong, and that would be a great thing. That would be good business by WWE. But that's not what's going to happen. They're going to have Goldberg come back and win. To what? Say gee, that he isn't happy how his last match went? That's not what you're in the business to do. You're not in that business.
0: But he is a he is a superstar and this is uh, you know automatically one of the bigger matches on the show you know as far as interest goes i mean the fans were going crazy for goldberg at the end he got one of the biggest reactions let me ask
1: you something though imagine the attitude era right and they, and they go back and they bring in like not sergeant slaughter but somebody who is like, who, like i don't know maybe a Sergeant somebody super duper over from the generation before that attitude era
0: right Randy savage
1: uh, okay and randy savage you think wwe would have put randy savage over on the rock or Stone Cold, or any—I would argue maybe any of those guys. Probably Billy
0: Gunn though. That's probably where Dolph is, right?
1: Okay, I don't see that. They, they, they wouldn't make that matchup. They would not. Yeah. They would not satiate Macho Man's ego that he didn't have a good enough match on his last outing, well past his prime. Okay, retired, not past his prime, retired. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking after WCW Nitro right, retired, comes right. back to Raw. Right? No way. They would never do that for one of their Attitude Era up and coming. I just, I just don't know why. They'd be like, why are we doing this? We're we're creating new content, new stars. Stars of tomorrow are today now. That's, that was their whole mindset, right? Yeah. That's what it needs to be every era.
0: They've pretty much stopped that <laughs> like the last 10 years. I just uh, don't get the ass kissing of... You know, I get
1: the star power thing. Like you said, it gets more eyeballs on it, right? Yeah, okay, that's great. Get more eyeballs. The eyeballs get brought to the match. They don't give a crap who... The eyeballs don't move or leave based on wins and losses. They're there to, for the match. It's your job as a company to make take advantage of that opportunity and put the most in your investment by getting that other talent over with it.
0: Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, they've... Kind of, they don't know how to do that anymore. Now, you know, in theory, it's uh,
1: good. Bill won't do it. He won't come wrestle unless he wins.
0: I, I bet he would. Um, yeah. I mean, he lost a taker last month, and I bet. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Goldberg doesn't care about winning and losing. I, I just think WWE doesn't see any of the young talent at that level. I don't I mean, get
1: about these writers. Vince Russo is doing the TNA too with Kurt all the time and others. Like they're the talents telling you they want to put younger talent over. Who the hell are you to tell them no?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it were up to me, I mean, you still have, you obviously have Goldberg beat Ziggler. I don't think it's going to be a 30-second squash like a lot of people are picking because I don't think he, Goldberg would want to do a redemption match to just do two moves. I I don't think it's going to be a long yeah, match.
1: he feels safe, Dylan so he doesn't mess it up or get hurt or
0: something bad happen again. It could be, but I think if he's coming back, he probably wants to show a little more. We'll see. I think it's maybe five to seven minutes. And, uh, um, yeah, But then what I'd ideally like to see is then he gets beat down by somebody like a Drew McIntyre Okay. And it leads it, to a feud there, where, and okay. it, which ends up with Drew get going over. You know? Okay,
1: I'm all for that.
0: I don't see that happening, but you know, I, that's.
1: But that's making use of the money you're paying him. Exactly. He he was. Yeah. You don't book him the same way you did when he wrestled there 15 years ago. He's here. He should be here and be used like Triple H. He, there are others to get younger talent over.
0: Yeah. A lot of people in the chat room were saying Matt put Matt Riddle against Goldberg after that. Have you been uh, paying attention to this, this? I
1: have, but physically it looks ridiculous because of how Matt Riddle and he's shredded. Don't get me wrong, but next to Bill Goldberg,
0: uh-huh. he
1: looks like Stretch Armstrong. Have but he is legit fighter, and uh, he's I think he's entertaining so as
0: <laughs> Did you see the stuff with him and Jericho today? Today, no. Well, know. <laughs> no, me. So Jericho basically. Uh, he tweeted this um so someone tweeted a, a, a passage from jericho's book uh, where jericho talked about how he made fun of british bulldog uh when he was younger and then later was proven wrong and uh how you shouldn't be if you're a younger star you shouldn't be you know making fun of the legends and um jericho basically retweeted that and said listen and learn kid to matt riddle matt riddle oh. replied with this video that said you know, because Booker T was critical of him recently. Landstorm, uh, riddle, Of riddle, yeah, just disrespecting the legend. So he posted this video where you look, you know, kind of turns around, looks at the camera, makes a goofy face, and uh, says, "It's almost like you all want to get beat up before you retire." Is what Matt Riddle wrote. Mm. And then he got a lot more into it after that. He posted a video. He said, uh, "Jericho, I'll beat the shit out of you." uh you're you're soft as hell uh even in his prime uh he would have beat the shit out of him so listen and learn shut your mouth he ripped into Lance Storm, saying he was boring as a trainer he did a seminar at at lance's camp and fell asleep uh uh, booker t didn't really go too much into booker t he said he, he he likes booker t he doesn't have any heat um, but if he watched his matches, he'd, he'd realize that he can work because uh, Booker was basically saying that Riddle needs work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Riddle kind of basically ripping into him. And then Jericho posted a, a little video just spoofing one of Riddle's earlier videos. So, yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh,
1: and dude, can dude, I can have a 20 minute match without even touching the ropes, without hitting the ropes?
0: Yeah. Like, he is good. He is good. But uh, a Twitter fight, Jericho's probably one of the last people I'd want to pick one of those with, just because he's so witty. He's just... Uh, yeah, he is witty. He, he can make you look bad.
1: And he's also tough. Yeah. Like, know oh, why? Chris will punch you right in the
0: face. Dude, he fought Goldberg backstage I once. Know, right. Yeah. And he fought Brock Lesnar. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. He's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely a hockey, uh, pro hockey player's kid. That's for certain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's an alpha. A yeah. um, couple other quick things we talked about WWE on Fox this fall. So apparently they're going to try to go back to completely split rosters again. Not you know all these <laughs> SmackDown guys on Raw, and you know again we'll see how it goes. If ratings fall. I'm sure they'll it'll be back to where it is now.
1: Uh, how do you? I know you. You guys like the brand split when it's done right. Uh, I don't think we have. We have so many talented guys. We do. We just don't have so many that are over. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think when you're going to Fox, you've got to have all hands on deck.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a brand split. In theory, is if you're getting young guys over and, and, and moving yeah. them up the card, right. and it's not. And but they haven't been doing that. So no,
1: no, they have so many good talents. They should already by now have their heavyweight championship level set, intercontinental RVD Jeff Jarrett level. We always call it right. right. That level set. U.S. title level, whatever you guys think that is, to me, it's like Lex Luger, guys like that level, set with like, I'm talking like 10 people at least. Right. Those three divisions alone. Then his tag division should be set. There's so many talented people. They just have done a piss poor job of raising their stock to fit those categories to be perennial People for those divisions,
0: right? And 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 without having any consistency with their booking as well, like Bobby Mm -hmm. Roode, they change his name and give him, you know, have him freshen his look up, and he's off and off a TV in two weeks. You know, would be
1: perfect (laughs) Perfect. for the U.S. level.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mojo Rawley, you know, you you're trying this new gimmick, but never even really put it on TV. Not Mm -hmm. never even given a chance to, to work. So, uh, you know, but it's it's a broken record. But um, Mm -hmm. hopefully that changes soon. Um, you know we got AEW coming up and the last thing we got is AEW uh, their tickets for their first show on TNT went on sale this past Friday and sold out again first day
1: and I from what I heard it would have been, it could have been quicker than two hours
0: yeah there were a lot of problems
1: screw ups were happening with Ticketmaster right
0: yeah, yeah. why I mean,
1: are we using Ticketmaster and not our stuff why not uh, uh, what's it called stub up
0: there's so StubHub C- was because C- StubHub C- buys them from Ticketmaster. Why not SeatGeek? C- so they all pretty much buy them there because they're secondhand. So they're uh, the secondary market. So they buy it from the primary. Uh, so tickets are available now on StubHub and and SeatGeek. C- but um, uh, today, a bunch of tickets. I think a, a few thousand tickets were released on Ticketmaster. So last week they had they sold about ten thousand tickets. Uh, this the arena should hold about fourteen thousand. Uh, then you know they kind of setting up production and then release some more and there probably will be a few more released, probably another thousand or so. Uh, but yeah, uh, quick quick sellout. But now, now is where uh, we're probably going to get into the more um, c- kind of seeing where they're really going to fall. You know, with the second yeah. and third shows. Yeah. Um, but still very uh, very impressive, and that's a big arena that they sold out.
1: You know what I was thinking? Why I think Cody took this match.
0: Oh, with, uh, with Sammy
1: Guevara? Yeah, because when we go back and we talk about Monday Nitro, you can't have any DVD, any conversation that's on television with former wrestlers or current wrestlers talking about Monday Nitro without the clip of what playing. Brian Bellman kicking it off versus, was it Jusen Liger?
0: Yeah.
1: Is that what you, can't, you can't do it without that. They do it in every single story that they talk about Nitro. It's always there. So... I think that's probably why he took this because he's the first official match of this new company's era. And that's yeah. going to be a big deal 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the other match that was announced for the TV taping?
1: Yeah. Who's Jericho's two partners?
0: So it's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Chris Jericho, two mystery partners. Um, you know, there's speculation it might be LAX from Impact. Their contracts are rumored to be up this month. Not um, good enough.
1: Not good enough. I'd go back to...
0: That's uh, what I think.
1: What's his name? Well, the two guys. Um, I just wrestled them a bunch, but I don't care. I can watch it again. Who is it? Uh,
0: oh, Phoenix and uh, Pentagon? I know
1: they've done it to death, but I can watch it again. Any, more than LAX. Yeah. Unless you put it as an homicide back together. I'd watch that.
0: But. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like who else is there? I mean, you could put two randoms, like Cass and Big Cass and somebody else like that. Or I I don't see them bringing in Enzo, but
1: um, who do you think they'll bring in though? Don't you think this will be a surprise
0: to bring I would in think something? I think it has to be a name if you're going to push it as a surprise. Yeah, me too. Um, otherwise, I, I think it would just your first TV show. You don't want to have disappointing surprises. So, and that's why able, I agree with you. I don't see I don't see LAX.
1: But you got to be able to work the young Buck style and Kenny Omega style, right? So yeah. Who, you know what I mean not going to have Kevin Nash show up. Not gonna have me show up and I'm gonna you know what I mean? It's gonna have to be you know what I mean, some of I could go. Or,
0: you you know, like do go. the high fly. And yeah. in, in that case that would be the the current yeah, the, I mean LAX fits that bill, but I don't know. We'll see. Um What was his What about um I mean you could have Pac, you know, Pac so what and that,
1: What about that other British kid? Um Super Over, what's his name? Um he's to his that you know, he's money. No, but the guy who just got into a spat, a Twitter beef with uh, Seth Rollins.
0: Oh, Will Osprey? He's uh he's under contract with New Japan. Uh, but you got Pac and Big Cass, or you know, so you got like a name and and a really talented guy, and Cass could just do power moves, you know. And it's, it's yeah something you don't really see coming. I don't know. But um. I like that. I like that you're starting your first show off with with a surprise, and, and it's just yeah. Uh, as that's long as you, as long as you deliver,
1: was talking about it. Yeah.
0: So Matt, we got a busy week coming up, man. We got uh, take we got <laughs> SmackDown tomorrow, and then four straight nights Takeover, SummerSlam, uh, and then Raw and SmackDown. So um,
1: I do like the pay per view, especially with with um, NXT. Yeah.
0: yeah, the takeovers are fun. SummerSlam, could be it could be late because it's a two-hour pre-show uh, starting at 5 Eastern and uh, 5 to 7. And then chances are the main card is going to be about five hours. <laughs> yeah, four, four and a half. So it's going to be a long one on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be here. Uh, so keep checking back here on the Wrestling Podcast. We're going to have people on the ground at SummerSlam uh, covering the event live as well. So keep checking out Wrestling Inc. Matt, anything to plug?
1: Uh, Twitter, you see it on the bottom of the screen. Same with my Instagram.
0: Yeah, give him a follow. Give give me a follow as well. And uh, thanks a lot for joining us. And we will see you here again tomorrow.